And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight is an uplifting show. It's going to be peaceful and loving. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's, we're going to talk about death and stuff. Back to death and chaos. But there's going to be a positive perspective on it because we have one of our beloved virtues who's not only a tsunami of positive energy, but she also has an awesome sense of humor. Let us begin tonight's show. Welcome back to our show. Is one of the most esteemed, beloved, kind-hearted individuals I've ever had the pleasure of knowing and she's also a virtue. She's been with the show since the very beginning, 2014. Please welcome back to the program, psychic medium, Carrie O'Connor. You can learn more about Carrie by going to her website at carrieoconnor.com. Ms. O'Connor, how are you doing? Welcome back. Thank you, Ryan. It's wonderful for you to hear your voice, and I'm always glad to connect with you. You're definitely one of the rare people. You must be having a few cocktails. No one. Wants to hear my voice. My wife doesn't want to hear my voice. If my wife hears my voice, she knows. She's like, you know what? I've got to put the pillow on his face and squeeze a little harder next time. I failed again. How can he live on so little oxygen? I don't understand. I don't. I, I don't. She doesn't tell me to wear the mask because she wants me to protect me. She's like, no, I want him to be deprived of oxygen. I want to kill him slowly. <laughs> double mask it, double mask it. I love when you imitate him. I mean her. I love when you. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I, I, love, I love impersonating my wife. I, I do it for my son too. I impersonate my uh, wife to my son, and uh, he thinks it's funny. My wife doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> she, she, she's like, he thinks it's funny. He's gonna really. Guys are gonna be fun together. I hope you better so. be well, I'm glad we can laugh because every time you oh, yeah. you look at the news, you look outside, it seems like everyone's just losing it or something. I mean, if you yeah. visually see people, is there something where, I don't know, I think there are some people who think for themselves and then there are others who just completely become immersed in the fear. Is there some kind of visual energetic code that is on people if they've completely just gone through and gone hardcore with the fear because they're saying all these stats about what's going on with this virus. Like, you know, okay, well, it's not as bad as we thought it was. And then, well, maybe we don't think the masks are as effective as we thought they were. But people still are in that fear. They've been in that fear. It doesn't matter what you tell them. Is there something uh, on there that we're not seeing that we can't see, that uh, like a fractal code corruption or something? It's You know what, Ryan? That's a really good question. What I look at when I scan somebody's energy, I go right underneath their feet, and if I see a crack in their foundation, and then I follow up there, like right into the root chakra, and a lot of times it looks like it's totally divided in half, instantly tells me that person is going to be 
pulling in the screen of, of fear or the lens of fear, looking through fear. This is hitting people's primordial survival thing. It's like encoded in our DNA. And some people are more uh, prone to um, being on high alert. You know, I was telling a friend of mine, I called her yesterday and I thought I was going to, you know, lift her up in spirits or whatever. And her girlfriend, her partner is lives in um, Washington. And I guess I was being too Pollyanna and uplifting. And she's like, do you know, there's fires on the West Coast and that the government's shooting and creating the fire zones. And I said, Sharon, I understand that. And I'm not um, saying that it's not real shit out going on right there. But is it better to tap into the fear and feed that and pull it in on your energy field? And she's one, when you look at her foundation, it's really cracked. And she had cancer before when she was in her thirties, she was diagnosed and she was on the stage. She was three, but she got killed by the time she was diagnosed. And so that leaves her extra vulnerable of having to look at like life and death situations. Right? So the energy that's going on through September for all of humanity it's really, uh, think of, it's like we're breathing in death or fear of death, fear of change, right? And some people are breathing it in like an oxygen mask and they're just uh, um, being distorted and just it activates every single fear lever in their body and then they look through the lens of total fear and they can't see beyond it. We were talking the other day, and it seems like um, my guide showed me this a long time ago. And several people over years have said that we're going to get a stage in, within humanity where it seems like we're living in two different worlds, right? Where the third dimension matrix that keeps us divided and separate and total fear control and in shackles, and the other one where we are bridging to this, this new world. And, and most people, and I'd have to say 90% of humanity is looking at that front duality screen where they're in shackles and they're uh, looking at that fear, but it's going to be more and more uncomfortable to stay in that process. And so when we can relax and literally take those lens off, I've never in my life seen where people's physical eyes and energetic eyes have been collapsing all summer, where it looks like their view of how they view the world is now one eye, Ryan. Never have I freaking seen that in my life. So, so is there anything yeah. that would be a historical context for that that would say, okay, well, around this period of time, throughout another period of history, that's when we would see people doing the same thing? Yes. And this is fascinating. I was listening to Greg Braden and uh, several of the people spoke about energetically what we're clearing off now is the time of like in the 1930s and the Great Depression. Right. I remember my grandparents talking about that. And for them, it seemed like, you know, food lines, Great Depression, money, scarcity and the building up of war and all that other stuff. And so that set 1930s to people that are young sounds really far back, but that's in the collective energy, right? Then never mind in our history, any single time, any time that we've had a world war, any time where there's been a takeover, 9-11, all of that kind of stuff. It's, it's in our collective history where in a nanosecond, it seems like our um, world turned upside down, right? That's and nine eleven is close enough for for a lot of us to remember the rug getting pulled out underneath us, and that goes right to our foundational energy, how we stand in this world. And most people have a crack in their foundation; they get flooded by the fear, and then their eyes collapse, and they go right to that front 
view of how they view life through distorted um, a lens, right? I wonder if these elites are, I feel like they've been very successful in Mm -hmm. hurting Mm -hmm. humanity. I mean, getting them to change their behaviors quite easily. I mean, the people are walking around with these masks on all the time, yeah. and they're just, they have no problem doing it, despite the fact what the evidence is. And a lot of people still to this day walking around have no problem with the fact that a lot of these freedoms that were taken away with 9-11, they, they're still done. Yeah. You still don't have a lot of fundamental freedoms. They're still, and people are okay with it. So it's like it's weird. Like these elites, they come up with these things, and people just go along with it. And then you become yeah. the weirdo by saying, well, no, I don't think this is right. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. Carrie, as far as the split goes, uh, when do we see things going better for the people who are pro freedom? I mean, do we do we have to just deal with these with this for a while for a long period of time? I mean, it, does these these two worlds eventually um, go completely apart? Because if we look at history, there have been Marxism and there have been socialism in, in big nations. Yeah. I think Russia and China, yeah. and a lot of people have been killed. So, uh, do we have to go through this again uh, for people who are pro freedom? Yeah. Really good question. And what Stuart Wiles would say, our friend, he'd say that a lot of people are just sheeple, right? And they're just, you know, in the sheeple posture where, again, their foundation is so cracked that they are not going to rock the boat, you know? It goes down to our friggin' ass DNA, right? And, but the good news is, especially through September, October, November, I was just writing up my newsletter, and usually I read what's going on for the next year in September. I start getting it. It's like an energetic new, new year. And we've entered the stage of never say never. And so when I'm looking at the elite, the power and control, what we are, um, the, the bridges are being built, and they're a lot stronger than we can see right now. But we're going to start seeing more evidence of this, right, especially when we get through October, November, December, and like next year. And it's going to allow us to start having our eyes where it seems like right now we're collapsing to one eye, right? And that's like really real, right? I mean, that's where people look so friggin' that's distorted and they're walking around and they don't want to rock the boat. So they're willing to give up their power, right? But behind the scenes, what's the weaving and the energy that's going on that's going to help shift us very positively. You could see this. I just heard this really strong. The more the elite that's trying to control, so humanity's getting out of these energetic shackles that we have been imprisoned with for eons and eons and eons. The shackles are open, the prison doors are open, but just like the people that have been in prison, they don't see the door open yet. They'd rather, or they'd rather stay in prison than go out. It's right? Crazy, I see it. And yeah, so, they don't want to accept yeah. the fact that hey, you know, <laughs> exactly. of, lied so much to you, but I guess they're comfortable exactly. with it. Exactly, exactly. So. Here we're in, and we've reached a stage where everything is so distorted. We become numb to it, and we don't, you know, again, know what to believe. You know, so it's the patriarchal, um, the elite, is the, from the illusionist, some of the patriarchal um, uh, God, the you know, the demanding God. So I don't want to rock the boat. I'm going to give over my uh, power, and so. As we are opening up the pathways and really individuating and backing ourselves up all year, I heard, kept on hearing and seeing all these activations to back ourselves up and to get a spine and to kind of grow a set, you know, symbolically. And this energy is going up from right underneath our feet so it could heal the cracks in the foundation. 
And as it goes up, and especially when it hits the back of the heart chakra, it literally throws your shoulders back. And it looks like all these U-shaped restrictions that are within the energy field that keeps us locked in duality into the fear. People are really starting to whip their shoulders back and start dropping into the heart and back their self up. And the first thing we have to look at is the two major fears. Fear of death, it's huge, right? But this paradox is it's one thing we're always going to do. So we got to be willing to die, as they say in shamanism, so we could finally start freaking ass living, right? And then we are free. And never before, ever, ever, ever have I seen more energy awakening people to clear out what I call the fall energy. So that's anywhere where we individually, collectively feel that we were separated from source creator, got kicked out of the garden, all those kind of myths that have keep us enslaved and kept the elite be able to be in charge, right? Now we're waking up and we have access to that energy to heal it and start clearing it out of our own individual energy fields. And as we do that, it goes out to the collective so it can lift people up. And I'm seeing people the last two weeks in particular, all of a sudden looking in the um, in their life and saying, wait a minute, I'm, I've got to wake up out of the spell. I, I, I'm willing to kind of die for uh, to be reborn again, right? Symbolically. Well, I wonder if this is um, going to be leading to a collective dark night of the soul where people have to process or come to terms yeah. with whatever truth is because I, I don't know if you've gone through it. I believe you have. I know I definitely went through it where I could not handle the reality for what I was going mm-hmm. through anymore and I felt like I was going to die and I think that yeah. my belief patterns yeah. my beliefs when they yeah. died I felt like I was dying too and I actually a lot of it I felt like I did die <laughs> a part of me did yeah. die but I was thankful for it because I couldn't yeah. I couldn't wait for those beliefs to go so I wonder yeah. Carrie on an energetic level do you think that this is something that could push people into clinical death because they are so held back on their beliefs I, I honestly, and I've been seeing this, my God started showing me in 2018, they really were pushing for me to get uh, back into a range for teaching and blah, blah, blah. And they're saying, and I saw a lot of people and you and I spoke um, personally about my own parents, right? And I have also a lot of, uncle, you know, aunts and uncles of, you know, 80 and above. And I just, and having a lot of friends that have parents in their 80s and 90s. And I just am seeing this collective wave where a lot of people are um, not going to be able to, as they go through the dark night of soul, they're just like putting up a flag of surrendering and just say, I'm out of this physical realm. But I also saw the last two weeks that it looks like humanity is going through this eye of the needle, right? Which we could be called dark night of the soul, where we're being forced to uh, look at our stuff and it's going to become more and more uncomfortable as we are being encouraged to get in our body temple, most people don't live in their body. Last fall, I was shown that 98% of humanity does not live in their body. And these include like ballerinas, artists, uh, football players, people that you'd think have total command of the body, but we hit their pain body, Ryan, and we go into our defenses. So now the dark night of soul, the eye of the needle, as we're getting pushed through it, and again, it could feel really uncomfortable, just like labor and delivery, where you're going down the tube, you know, and getting contractions. But when we surrender into it and allow the process to happen, that's when we could turn turn it around, right? And you get stripped. And I noticed that I went through this period two weeks ago. No thing, no body, nothing. I didn't give a shit about business. I didn't give a shit about anything. I was being stripped away from another level of how I see myself and define myself, Right. 
when I let it happen, I turned around the corner. I never felt freer in my life, right? So collectively, we are going through. I was just talking to a client this morning, and she or her husband owns a business, and they had a lot of success, blah, blah, blah. And she, he's really plugged into it. He's in his 70s, and that defines him. And as the, you know, the business is getting really shaky, they don't know if they're going to survive, he's losing his life force. And just every day, she sees him just disappearing because he's so defined about what he does. But you could say collectively, Throughout September, we're all getting stripped down to no thing, nobody. And but so many times, Ryan, I'll look in somebody's energy field, and I'll see a house, a car, a job, or a person over them, and it's weighing down on them. And so that person, consciously or unconsciously, is defined by their house or their car or their relationship, and it's carrying a weight on them, right? So it doesn't mean we can't have those things, but we want to hold energetically where they free us and they complement us, not weigh us down. So. And as we do that and we get collectively, we really are very, very aware of where we feel the shackles and go for that freedom, hell or high water. Then we start perceiving life differently and then life starts interacting with us differently. And that's where we're headed. Awesome. Thank you for your great insight, Carrie. And uh, what do your guides say these days when you talk to them? Do they look at you and say, you know, this is probably one of the stranger times in, a, in human history? Or do they say, you know what? This is this is light compared to what you could be going through or what other humans are going through and uh, are past and future moments. So I'm just curious what they, what what are they saying these days? They said they started last summer, I think last September. And again, this is where I read what's happening next year. And they showed me the Earth being covered by this black black energy. And I joked. I said, "What is it? The flag?" You know. And they just looked and smiled with these great big smiles. And then they were just doing suggestions. That's when they were showing me most people aren't in their body and that we got to really start uh, looking at ourselves as energetic beings and how every word and thought and action is a commandment, you know, and being raised Catholic, when you hear a commandment, you're like, holy shit, you know, that a commandment, you know, and so that was all through uh, the fall to, to prepare us for 2020. And so now when I'm speaking to them, Again, there's this biggest smile and this warmest compassion, and they are sh- saying, this is what you guys came down here for. This is really the only reason why you came down here for it, especially this lifetime, to wake it up through to our divinity, the creator within us, we're out. And yes, we could do this through a job, career, relationship, and those are our biggest teaching arenas, but it's really what we came down here for. And so they have this smile of saying, there's a plan it's been unfolding and there's like a guarantee safety that we are going to evolve this time. And we've done it before where, you know, we've blown ourselves up and it didn't really have good results, but they have this constant information of simply right, like backing ourselves up and, and really get into our heart, our quantum heart, our heart beyond the wounded heart and be able to really start looking at life differently. Because one person holding that vibration, it ripples out to everybody else. And all of a sudden, it helps unlock somebody, and you might not even know how much you affect somebody. So the more we are individually going doing our vibration, going up for 100 watts to 1,000 watts, that goes out to the grid, and that's what the guides are keep on saying. And then I told you about my experience with Grandmother Spider, who's in shamanism. She's known as the Weaver. And she came into me a couple times the last couple of years. But the last couple of weeks, a week ago, she really came into me. And I was taught to have to hold my center, hold my core, and be very present in my body. Otherwise, I felt like I was being stretched across a cheese grater in the universe. And it wasn't very pleasant. 
And so, but when I held my center and then I was weaving this energy and it was pure potential. And then she taught me and showed me, she said, this is how it looks like when we are weaving out the energy of pure potential and not lifting up to see, I'm trying to, I'm making it too complicated. All my children come home. We are all connected and interconnected and everybody comes back to this space at one time or another and they live beyond linear time. So it could take lifetimes and lifetimes for some people, right? But the main thing was just the compassion they have for us, how they're always there to guide us that a lot of people this year are saying, uh, and some people have been readers for years, they're saying, Carrie, I, I can't hear my guides, guidance anymore. I'm hearing that I'm on a wrong radio station and what the hell is going on? That's part of the upgrade that we're getting. And especially with me being a very visual, clairvoyant person, peer person, it's like learning to read at a very different level that um, it's more with feelings. It's like we're getting... Uh, uh, blinders over our eyes and we have to feel into something and uh, and being able to live that the never say never means things could change very quickly. I was shown since I was three years old that there's going to be time in our lifetime that as far as reading future stuff, it's going to be not harder, but things are going to be speed up so quickly that something that looked like it was going to come to reality a week ago or a month ago could flip in a nanosecond. And this is, we've entered that time. And especially over the summer, we are living in this time that things could change in a nanosecond. And that's what the guys are saying too. So staying present, all those things we've heard forever, the power of now, staying present, those are the truths. Those are universal truths. And the more we could do that, we're unlocking ourselves to be able to navigate in this world and again, being raised Catholic, when I said to Jesus since I was seven, what am I here for? What is everybody here for? And he said, be in this world and not of it. And they kept on saying it over and over again. Well, we're here to be present in our body, to be in the now, to learn to navigate through what can seem like a minefield, but to unplug from the fear. And it's not airy-fairy. It's an energetic posture that isn't always easy to do. And most of us do it. Uh, we go back and forth. It's like we're energetic bipolar. Like we could wake up feeling really good, really plugged in, and then something hits us, and then we're like, ah! And then <laughs> the name of the game is just getting ourselves back plugged in again, not into the fear grid beyond it. I want to, one of the people we've had on our show before, she's been on actually a number of times, is Nancy Dennison. We talked to her a lot, and she says that okay, because when she died, she goes, okay, well, like, human beings are animals. She goes, a lot of them just pretty much animals you get the soul occupying the animal body and the animals kind of like if the soul allows it doesn't kind of really ran in the body the body's going to kind of do what what the body does it's going to act like an yeah. animal and i'm yeah. wondering does what you're talking about right now with this it seems like this wonderful opportunity to grow and evolve is that only for souls that are consciously aware of the opportunities that are there or mm -hmm. is that something that is basically going to impact all human beings as part of their greater mm -hmm. purpose of engaging with the human body? Do people who yeah. believe that they're human come to this realization that they're more than human, that yeah. they are spiritual beings, that's part of a greater lesson for the totality yeah. of experience? Or is this just something where it's like, okay, well, this is happening, but it's really here for people who want it. And those who want to stay bound in their bodies and bound in their fear, they can do whatever they want. But this is this is an opportunity that's here yeah. if you want it for the ticket. So I'm just yeah. curious how you see it. Yeah. It's a very good question. I totally understand what you're saying. And um, and my guides also say everything's like this. It's a little bit of this and that, right? So those of us that are consciously 
unplugging and consciously saying, I'm looking at this and getting into an energetic practice daily, right? We're going to be feeling this more and to learn to navigate more. We're going to be like the forerunners, right? But those people that are like 98% of them that are very, very plugged into the matrix and uh, just uh, so into the animalistic, right? Dog eat dog kind of shit that I'm going back to what grandmother Weaver said. She said, all of my children, all of my children, Ryan, and I was seeing some nasty friggin' ass children, right? And she just, <laughs> without any kind of opinion. And, and I saw all these tubes and weaves and some of them looked like they went way out of the grid and they come back. And she just simply said, all of my children will come back to heart, to whole, to, to their God self. Some of them might take a long time, right? But she's like, all of them will come back. So that to me means this lifetime in particular, we're at the beginning, beginning, beginning. I saw something in the spring and I was like, oh, shoot. Um, it looked like we were neophytes, you know? So then I understand Nancy, like, we're just freaking animals, you know? And at the beginning of this awakening, of a thousand year process of really getting out of the matrix and being able to live in this world. But Ryan, that to me means we're at the beginning. We are, we can make giant steps in our process. I've seen people over the last year rock up and really hold their energy. And they're, they're like navigating, like they've been experts and been doing it since they were born. So those people that are really attuned to it, and again, taking accountability and responsibility, will be feeling it for sure, right? Will we'll most of humanity over the next couple of years be forced? Because we are going to be, again, it's going to feel like we're getting squeezed. And will some people little freak out? Yes. Will some people just say, I've had nothing, had to exit? Absolutely. But in this process, there's always a chance for to turning it around and to really rocking up. There's always that door is always open. Awesome. Well, I was what she's upon that door. When talked a little bit earlier about how a lot of people are being affected by what's going on, the cracks. When it comes mm -hmm. to the chakras, are there any particular chakras that people should be more protective of that? Let's say, for example, the like the mainstream media or the fear mongering mm -hmm. from others. Is there are there any chakras that generally that get affected more prone to get affected? You should say, yeah. well, like, you got to work on this, balance these chakras so you protect yeah. yourself? Yeah, very good question. Right now, usually I always go to the heart, the heart, the heart, because we're opening up our heart, right? I've changed my word around ever since the corona and the targeted fear mongering. The, it's hitting and targeting like a freaking ass laser beam to the first, second, third chakra, you know? The first one in particular, where we hold our foundational energy then you see the cracks in the foundation and it's going to affect people's autoimmune system. You know, the fear over the next couple of years is going to be increased, um, you know, potential of uh, prostate cancer, just autoimmune stuff, right? Because of the fear. So the root chakra, we want to be very, very protective of. And the, the second chakra and the third chakra, it looks like a great big punch in the third chakra, how we see ourselves, how we define ourselves. So those first, second, third chakras are very vulnerable. And if there's only one chakra that you could work on a day, I would encourage people to go to the root chakra and really ground and ground into the energy and work with the energy. Because what I saw shifting over the summer was that we've always, we're known that we're electromagnetic beings and we're adding more photo, more light, right? And before the electricity seemed like when we're off balance, we're very staticky, like a radio signal, right? 
And so as we get the static out, now we're flipping over to like a more magnetic part of our body. So we're starting to understand that. And so think of law of attraction. We are magnetically going to be pulling in things faster and faster and faster. That also is going to lead us to um, anybody in uh, the healing arts and energy work. They're going to see major results. I had this one client that um, wonderful man in his seventies and has been working um, diligently coming for sessions, but there's a part of him that he's in the age group where he wants me to do the magic pill and he's going to have to hold this energy himself. It's like reaching a hand out and he's going to have to, you know, ground what I've seen him doing over the summer. He's like holding it more and his body's keeping it more. So he leaves, he feels good. And then by, uh, he comes on Thursday by Sunday, Monday, he's kind of, uh, you know, wavering, right? Um, because he goes back to all his old habits and all this other stuff, right? Now I'm noticing that he's holding that, the balance more and more. He's starting to connect the dots that he feels better. And then he's starting to take a little bit more accountability saying, oh, maybe I don't want to run my body to the ground and then go to bed and, and I can barely move because I overdid it. You know what I mean? Let things settle. So that's a very good sign. Awesome. Well, I do wonder if something is going to occur that will spark courage in people. I don't know, Carrie. I, mm -hmm. I wish I was more courageous. I wish I had more courage, and I, I'd like to, to definitely be more have more grit. I definitely want to aspire for that. But I, I, I also see a lot of people. I just don't think that they they have like the courage to to, um, to change things mm -hmm. or resist this this tyranny. Is there a particular reason? Right. Uh, on a metaphysical level as to why uh, there aren't more courageous individuals or maybe there are that they're just waiting for them to show up because I feel like you know if the courageous people were going to show up they figure they would have shown up by now before all the before <laughs> things got to this point I'm just curious <laughs> how you see it and if they, if we get some courageous people are going to pop up anytime soon is there any way we can? Is there anything we can say that that'll trigger people? We got all these things you can say to trigger somebody. I'm triggered. Now I'm upset. Like can you trigger something? Can you say something? It'll say, "Oh, well, I'm triggered. Now I'm brave and you know, gonna mm -hmm. take on the system." No, that's a very, very good point. No, that's a very, very good point. Usually, we know trigger as in, "Oh, you said that you triggered me off." Blah blah blah. Now I'm into my wounded child, right? But now we're getting to this point where we can activate people and get right to the heart of matters and open up like that, have them put their chest out, which would mean to me doing the bravery. But I got to tell you something, Ryan. I was sitting on my porch and I go out and I see Starry Starry Night a lot and I just uh, do my weird stuff where I see beans come out and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, I saw Stuart Wilde, who's crossed over, right? I saw Dr. Joe Dispenza's higher self. This is all their higher self, right? And I saw several other people that I didn't know and a couple other people that I knew. And they formed this uh, circle and they were directing, their higher selves were directly hitting the matrix, right? And so a lot of times people are doing a lot of work in what Stuart would call the Aluna or the Aluna is a shamanic term in the, in the, um, the non-physical world, right? A lot of work, you know, some people wake up exhausted and they're like, I don't know where the hell I've been, but um, there's an aspect of them that are doing is, is really doing a lot of work, right? And never, ever in my life, I'm going to be 58 or 57. I was forget. Um, you serious? Never, you're, you're so young and vibrant. There's no way you're, you can't be 57. I, yeah. No I way. Was, I was born, yeah, I swear to God. Really? Yeah. People, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's yeah. the most shocking revelation of this entire interview. No way. <laughs> You, you're so you're so like youthful and hard. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I thought you were like two uh, years older than me. 
no, 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 it's not funny. Yes, um, no, I was, I was born sixty-one. Yeah, um, and thank God I wasn't born earlier because I really would have been a hippie of the days of the sixty. Oh, yes. You know, I, I would have been an acid dropping, <laughs> um, free love, peace and love, um, <laughs> for sure. But those alunas. So here I'm going out right. And I've been seeing these energies again since I was three to three years old. I I never even know it's different. I just thought everyone saw it and stuff, right? But by seven, I was really in this school of like, this is how you hold your energy, blah blah blah. For and that was my whole life journey, right? And so the brave ones, there's a lot of as we're activating people. So over the next couple of months, and especially when we enter in the year 2021, there's going to be more. It's like this galactic opening that I'm not even going to say I wouldn't be surprised. I know there's going to be more uh, evidence of uh, that we're not the only ones here in this earth, you know, uh, UFO, all that kind of stuff. Um, confirmation, not even, you know, not even iffy stuff like scientific proof. And we're going to keep on seeing more of this galactic energy that's coming in. So we have a lot of galactic help. And you could say in some way, to keep it real simple, that we're activating our galactic blueprints within ourselves. The galactic blueprint is uh, is the Hercules, is the is the fearless one, right? And when I saw the people running and just uh, surrounding a dark part of the earth and like hitting different parts of the grid on purpose, that is really trying to keep the fear in. That it was it's amazing. So a lot of stuff is happening behind the scenes. And as we go into this, uh, finish up this year into next year, we're going to see it more in the physical world. So and remember, Ryan, the way I see energy, it's like the physical world is like one percent, you know, 99 percent is in the non-physical realm and, and we can't see it. Right. Doesn't mean there's not a lot of stuff going on. And when I go back to like grandmother uh weaver when she came in she the the grandmother has been the weaver of the universe she works with the energy of pure potential and she's just bringing it on for everybody and the way she just constantly is just i am everyone's going to come back around and we're pouring in this energy right now and people can rock up like you would not believe and again i i'm seeing people that i never ever ever in a million three and a half years thought that they would really look at their life and take accountability and responsibility. They were so into their wounded story and now they're getting sick and tired of their own story and they want to rewrite another one. So that's very encouraging. So people are going to find their strengths. And I see the biggest thing that blocks us is fear of annihilation, fear of death. And there's the old shamanic term until we're ready to realize that there is a, uh, uh, we're all going to do that process. We can't and just say, all right, it's fear of death is just like changing our clothes. You know, we, we live forever, and especially when I'm seeing some people that are really dark and evil could take thousands and thousands of lifetimes before they finally come back around. you know what I mean? And But beyond this linear time, there's no time at all, right? So we're going to be tapping into our inner warrior, our inner uh, heroes, and we're going to see more and more of it. Because otherwise, those shackles are going to make us feel tighter and tighter and tighter. And what I also find fascinating is that since last year, my gut kept on saying that we can make changes in our energy body. And they were all talking about the energy of the skin, right? And this is way beyond the color of the skin. They're talking about being comfortable in our physical bodies, our body temples, and to be able to really stand up and back ourselves up. And the more we're comfortable in our skin and get beyond our pain bodies, the more we could tap into our God self and really start developing a taste for that 
And as soon as we develop 51% of our taste of it, right, and we start uh, pulling in on the energy, 59% of us could be saying, ah, fuck it, you know, screw this, I'm going to Canada, whatever. That 51% is a pivotal turning point, and we've collectively have made the 51%. So that, to me, is, again, is very positive. There's no more fences, and the fence is where we've been collectively tied up. 90% of humanity went into darker energies, went to like second and first dimensional energies that, again, I've never seen in my whatever years. And um, But that 10% that went forward, that's enough for us to make a, a, a shift and really step into, it's kind of like Neo in the Matrix, you know, where he really uh, gets a lot of downloads very quickly and he uh, uh, makes peace with Mr. Smith because he finds that it's an aspect of a shadow, right? I love that ending. Yeah, I think Stuart would explain yeah. it, that he kind of makes, makes peace yeah. with the shadow. But um, yeah, yeah. As an individual, you mean if you don't want to be bound in the chains as most people around you, or who are just you know completely immersed in the theory, and you say, "Listen, I'm going to make a conscious choice and choose to grow mm-hmm. and to evolve." I mean. I imagine that you don't have to necessarily do you necessarily have to worry about the collective or do you focus on yourself and if you're going to focus on yourself and you say like I want to be my best what are three mm-hmm. ways that you can um, think of or feel that would accelerate your intuition your increase your intuition <laughs> or accelerate your ability to have access uh, to the wisdom mm-hmm. and uh, you know at least accelerate your uh, evolution mm-hmm. Uh, my God said this to me a while ago. First thing we got to do is stop, drop, and roll, right? Or radiate. And so think of a fire that we learn to stop, drop. So we want to stop where our head is going into monkey mind or fear, right? Drop. Literally pound your foot on the ground or pound your heart like, like, ah, you know what I mean? You're pulling, you're consolidating your energy and roll or radiate out. Put your hand over your heart Feel yourself radiating your God self from the inside out and literally see the energy radiating from your skin, like the rays of the sun, pausing one foot, two foot, three feet from the inside out. That really rocks you up very fast. Stop, drop, radiate or roll, roll into your, your, your divine self, right? That's a huge thing. Also watch our language. Every single flippin' ass word is a commandment. Every thought, word, and deed, never mind when we say it, it adds an extra charge, right? So when we just really stop for a minute, see where we're directing the energy, and if we are adding more of the static and more of the fear, just take a breath in and remember to breathe. And when we take a breath in, feel yourself again connecting to your heart. And when you see yourself, direct your higher self knows all these pathways and all these blueprints. It, it's it's we're designed to do this. So we're going back to what I call the original blueprints. And so you imagine yourself and even just saying higher self take over. You know, I'm plugging into my God self, right? And I'm, I just did this program called the God Codes. And I loved it. It was a real intensive eight weeks. And again, I saw people from all walks of life, from beginners to advanced, really start bringing in this lubricant. So this lubricant is looks, it looks like this uh, energy coming from the cosmos, heaven, beyond the third dimension. 
and it literally allows us a flexibility in our body. So what are we doing to hydrate ourselves? Not only physically hydrate, but also what lubricant are we bringing into our life? Are we connecting with nature? It's so important. We're DC people and we're run AC energy and it makes us staticky. So just using your phone in three times a day, pausing and especially if you do it before you go to bed get out of bed in the morning and before you go to bed at night and direct your intention that you are going beyond the matrix the duality whatever you want to say go beyond the fear and work with life at nighttime that you're you're clearing off your own energetic grid and when you're doing it yourself it doesn't matter if everyone around you is going through a hard time. You know, we, we discussed, I have a lot of mental illness in my family and my family, a couple of my siblings are really having a very hard time where they go into psychosis and all that. My mom has end stage dementia. My father's crippled with arthritis, right? And so I can really get into that whole thing and feel the heaviness or the fear or the craziness. But I learned, and it was like the greatest, to be honest, like boot camp to be able to maintain my own energy, no matter what's going around in my, my circumstances. And I also know as I do this, it breaks the energy of the, let's say my mom's having a really bad day and she's getting into fear and she doesn't know where she is and all this other stuff. And, uh, but if I maintain, it's like giving her a flashlight, then all of a sudden she gets off that fear durable ride. So the more we consolidate our energy and the beautiful thing is, is that we're getting more attuned to the communication that's going on beyond the physical communication. Cause a lot of times words could get in a way or they act like triggers with people. When we go to pure, pure energetic codes, the pure codes, not the distorted ones, and just trust that radio signal is going back and forth, then it, we start noticing in our life. So it is important for us to consolidate our energy, work on our selfish, our self, self-care. Self-care is not selfish, which a lot of people are trained and know and understand. When I do an aerial view, Ryan, and I see somebody that's really rocked up and really holding their core, their energy, their aura, their field radiates out for miles miles around science have proven i think uh people like a, a tibetan monk could go you know 30 feet or whatever or 30 miles now it's even longer you know more science has not meet up met up yet but it will be shortly proving how much we're affecting everybody so the more we hold our energy the more we're affecting the whole so it all goes back to consolidating our energy grounding tapping into like think of a radio dial you're turning up your volume to your your angel self, your God self, whatever that means to you. There's a part of you that knows exactly what that is. This is why we came here. And then fake it till you make it. If you feel like you're getting pulled in, stop, drop, and roll. Stop. Stamp your feet. Direct your energy. Ground in and roll out. Like expand your energetic wings. Bring in new fresh air. It will help you. And get out into nature. And pets are really important. Pets animals are so <laughs> They're so loving. You know, I love them. Is Carrie O'Connor? What an energetic pep talk! We needed to hear this. <laughs> Love your energy. You can learn more about I Carrie by going to her website at CarrieO'Connor.com, or you know, listen to one of three hundred shows that Carrie appeared on the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, where she's provided uh, tremendous insight and guidance over several years. Again, you should also uh, check out uh, get a private reading with Carrie CarrieO'Connor.com and uh, become part of her intuitive uh, circle. Carrie, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. It's always my pleasure. Same here. Tell the family that's it. Hi. Well, do. Love you so much. You're awesome. 
Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our awesome guest and virtue, Harry O'Connor. And special thanks, as always, to our other virtues, Constance Dallas and Lisa McGarity, and our associate producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace love and beers take good care and thank you so much for listening